A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's like quality of sleep or am I going to get attacked by a man that's in my room? I'm like, which do I want? God, I feel like this up and then last year i had a failed marriage so many of my friendships were like circums oh my god i was gonna say circumcised (laughs) circumstantial (laughs) hello and welcome to loose lips i'm robin richford and i'm sophie brown and welcome back each week we're going to be tackling a new topic and getting our teeth into some interesting dilemmas very interesting and as always please send them in dilemmas questions whatever is on your mind to at the loose lips podcast on instagram or loose lips at createproductions.com yeah and we did try our very first um, hand last week didn't we at being agony ants i thought it was quite fun i loved it I, like i said unsolicited advice i love to give it don't like to receive it <laughs> No one does though, do they? No. (laughs) But we will help you, I promise. I promise we've got the goods. So what's life been like, Uh, Sophie? You're down in London. Welcome to the big smoke. (laughs) I know. I I do enjoy coming to London. I probably, I don't come down here as much as I probably would like to or should. And I feel like because of that, I don't know where anything is. Like... (laughs) I, I, I know the gist of things. And if I've stayed in an area multiple times, I kind of get a vibe for that. Yeah. But I, I generally pick like a hotel near to whatever, you know, I'm doing. And uh-huh. who knows where that could be. So I walked out of my hotel this morning yeah. and I didn't know, I, I arrived at night, so I didn't know where I was before. And then I turned around and there was like a Jack the Ripper tour starts here. <laughs> and then I walked further down the street and it was Jack the Tripper, like a fish and chip shop. Oh no! So I was like, and it's Whitechapel. I, I didn't know it was in Whitechapel, but I was like, brilliant. So this is... <laughs> This is where I'm staying. Great news. At least you didn't die last night. I'm glad to see you're here. I know. Well, funnily enough, I just, I did actually lie there in bed and uh, yeah, got a, bit, got a bit scared in the dark. I thought, what is wrong with me? Oh my gosh. Do you know what? This is a not so fun fact. I am so scared of the dark. Are you? Yeah. Like actually just last night, I was legging it. So like I like, <laughs> do you do this? I turned, basically it was, I got up for a wee in the night and everything was dark. And then I went out, turned the whole wee light on, didn't want to wake my partner. So I just turned the whole wee one on. And then I went for a wee and I came back and I was like, oh no, I need to turn this whole light off. But like, <sighs> it's now dark in the bedroom. And I'm like, so I legged it. Mm. Down. I legged it down the hall. So I turn off the light. I leg it down the hall. I run in. He's like, "What are you doing?" Then I stubbed my toe. It was just uh, the whole thing. It has to be. It has to be done. No, I I underplayed that. Yeah, I I'm massively. Are you? Yeah, I. I just uh, it's such a thing. Every I wear a sleep mask because it helps me sleep. Because mm. my sleep is really rubbish as well. <laughs> like last night, I'll lift it off. 
Uh, like every 20 seconds no. Check. there's no one in the room no. do you know what you're braver than me that is why i cannot sleep with those eye masks there's just no way there's yeah. no way i'd be terrified someone's coming to get me it's like quality of sleep or am i gonna get attacked by a, a, a man that's in my room i'm like which do i which do i want but yeah no it's a nightmare it is a nightmare and you know i once got told this ghost story about someone that basically had their hand hanging off the bed and they thought their cat was like licking their fingers <laughs> and it was a person <laughs> a real person no, whether this story is true or not, I don't know. But honestly, since I've heard it about five years ago, I never have my hands hanging off the side of the bed. <laughs> no, I, never again. I'm traumatized. <laughs> so we'll just have a little lick. Okay. <laughs> Should we jump into the episode? Yes, let's. <laughs> Okay, today we're going to be chatting about failures. Failures, Sophie. Mm. I feel like this is something that actually I've become more aware of the older I've got. Like, what is a failure? Do we fail? And is there like a beauty in failing? Like, in failing. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I'm saying it right. Failing. Yeah. (laughs) Did I say it funny? Uh, I think that's just your accent. (laughs) (laughs) Just say everything funny. (laughs) But is there like a beauty in failing and like... How do you know you failed? So many questions. So many questions. We started talking about this and there's so many different ways you can go because I I was saying it's very difficult for me to pinpoint moments in my life and I go and fully say I failed because I feel like there's times where perhaps in the moment I would have thought, oh my gosh, I think I fucked up here. But then actually looking back, I have a whole different perspective on it. And I do generally think, I mean, I'm a very impulsive person, but when it comes to decision making and quite important things, I do put a lot of thought into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think as well, like just like listening to you talking about it there, like I guess sometimes even if you put a lot of thought in, like can you still fail? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you you can. Ultimately, you don't always know. And this is part of the problem. You can sit there and make a decision for days, hours, however long it is. You don't know what the consequences are going to be. And sometimes it's one of those things where you you just genuinely don't know what the outcome could be. No, and I also think as well, it's like, like how do you even like judge whether it's a failure because sometimes I think a failure is like in your mindset like sometimes you know when other people have thought I've failed I absolutely don't feel like I have Mm. or the opposite where I feel like such a failure and those around me are like you're doing amazing Mm. you know and it's really interesting because I think it's actually really I think all comes down to your expectations of yourself do you think yes that is so true and I know me personally, I have very high expectations of myself and I hold my my own self on, on I, I'm like, you know, I don't want to dip below that. And I make decisions based on, yeah, I guess like future me and mm-hmm. how that's gonna, how that's gonna look or how that's gonna feel. But at the end of the day, it's so difficult. Life is life. Anything can happen. Um, and even if you think you're making the right decision at the time, it can be the complete wrong one. Yeah, so. that's so true. And also as well, is there such a thing as the wrong one? I mean, I am so like <laughs> philosophical today. It's the mood I'm in. <laughs> I mean, see, no, that's so true. I personally, for me, I'd say there's two times in my life where perhaps I would have been considered a failure or labeled as that by other people. Mm-hmm. I dropped out of uni when I was 19. And then last year I had a failed marriage, yeah. technically. And I even say that, you know, I even joke or, you know, my marriage failed 
Whereas in my in my head, I don't I I, I don't see it as as a failure. I mm. think that's more of just a word that it's labelled as. And I certainly don't see my decision to leave university as a failure. So how long were you there for? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll decide if it's a failure. No, I'm joking. Um, no, uh, three months. Three months. Okay. Because, oh, that's know. not really a failure then, is it? I say three months with university. It's like it's like half the year. That really in September, September to Christmas, and then over yeah. Christmas. I decided to just leave. What made you make that decision, do you think? It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. In the way of, I was a bit silly. Thinking back in sick form, it was was either, you know, you write your personal statement and you go to university or not going to help you at all. And it was that, it was was one or the other. (laughs) You know, if you want to do something creative, no, no, not a chance, no chance. You know, you've got to go to university. And that was the path that I kind of thought that I should go on. Everyone around me was doing that. My ex-partner at the time was at university in Cardiff, having the best time of his life. And I was like, yes, picked Bristol because it was close enough from Cheltenham. I thought I'm far away enough from my parents, but I can go home if I if I need to. Yeah. Didn't read the the business management I did, didn't read it at all. And I just went for it. Really, I maybe should have taken a year out or a bit of time to, to think to about think it. think about it, yeah. But it just... I did, um, I, I lived with people that were not, I didn't really get on with the people that I lived with, but that wasn't the only reason. No. Um, I could have got through that 100%, but I was going to lectures and I just wasn't, it wasn't enjoying it or I wasn't going and I was going to go see my ex in Cardiff all the time. So <laughs> but I feel like that's a common thread. Now, I actually didn't go to like typical university. Ah. I went to like a, um, I guess like a performing arts school, like Ooh. a vocational school. Um, and I moved down here for that. And actually, I remember, like, I remember so clearly the day that I said to my, you know, my parents, like, oh, I'm not going to go to university. Um, and I guess in a way, like, I don't actually know, I need to ask them, but if they ever thought that was a failure at the time, because I was very academic and mm. they, I was mostly academic because, you know, they really pushed, acad- you know, academics on me. So it was like maths, physics was my thing. I'm dyslexic. So English, I was so bad at, which you've just discovered. I was trying to Google something. She's like, you know, you're saying it right, but not actually typing it right. <laughs> it makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I guess in that sense, I do ever wonder if other people thought that I had failed by mm. being like, no, actually, this isn't for me. I remember turning around and be like, you know what? I think it was actually business um, that I was going to go do. And I got into university and it's quite a top one in Scotland and um, I think I wanted to do like a bit of like physics on the side or something it was very academic wow. and I got in and turned around and be like you know what I think I'm gonna go to dance college and my parents like no you're not <gasps> you know like mm. uh, that's not happening and I do sometimes think when it comes to like quitting or failing whatever that even means sometimes you kind of know in your gut like actually this isn't a failure yeah and if other people think it is it doesn't matter I mean I don't even know maybe they didn't think that but mm. I'm pretty sure they weren't thrilled about it at first <laughs> I mean I'm sure they didn't they were probably more I feel like I, I I was lucky with the way my parents didn't go to university had very different lives different industries my mum was very creative kind of in the entertainment world and my dad worked for himself mm-hmm. so I didn't come from an academic family in the way of university so they they weren't bothered by that mm-hmm. and I think they trusted me which I'm lucky they do trust my decisions yeah but I think my wider family that had been to university and done that thing they were like um this is a very sudden decision that you're making you know why not stick it out well you know I'll be another 40 grand in debt in three years down the line it's just not what I no. wanted uh yeah it's funny isn't it when it comes to kind of failing or, or quitting because I actually think there is like a beauty in failing mm. and I actually can only think of like one time in my in my life where I've gone 
I feel like I failed, but it wasn't one thing. So it mm. wasn't like I'd kind of like gone for you know a job and didn't get it or it wasn't as if um I don't know like I'd sat my I mean I did fail my first driving test actually so that's a complete same. lie <laughs> I have failed <laughs> yeah we both failed at the same thing yeah but weirdly I didn't think it was a failure I was like no one passes first time oh I was quite upset actually <laughs> were you <laughs> thinking back actually yeah actually yeah that was that was a fail where it really really impacted me past second time though yeah exactly I was like all the best drivers pass the second time always always <laughs> so I tell my brother anyway because he passed first time I was like no all the best drivers pass second time but I think apart from something like that that's obviously so obvious like yeah. it's literally pass or fail I don't think anything in particular but I did get to an age um not that long ago I guess like a few years ago where I kind of felt like I'd failed at life um Aww. which was horrible feeling Mm. I don't know where that had come from I'd always kind of like always kind of gone with my gut and always been really like self-assured and I think there's this weird thing when you get to a certain age where I guess you're supposed to have had it figured out and Mm. I think that if you feel like you've not got it figured out and like plot twist no one has it figured out but I didn't Mm. know that at the time I kind of had this feeling of like this overwhelming feeling of like gosh, I really let myself down. Like, I feel like I failed. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just the worst feeling ever. Um, And I think that, I don't know if anyone can kind of relate to that if they've ever been there and been like, God, like, I've really fucked mm. this up. Like, because what you don't realize is like those little decisions you're making in your day to day and obviously those long-term decisions that you make, they change the course of your life so dramatically. Yeah. And I guess at the time you don't see that. And sometimes you do and sometimes, you know, you can feel the weight of that decision but other times I don't think you do no I think I think it's so hard as well because like you said there that was kind of like a culmination of of how you felt whereas actually it wasn't an individual thing it was more of a mental state at that time that you felt like you failed and I think that that can be what it kind of how it presents itself sometimes it's more of a feeling than oh my gosh I did that one thing and I did it wrong it's more like a amalgamation of things where you're like oh my god it's led to this point and it's not where I wanted to be. <laughs> but I feel like I, something that I like live by is is comparison is the faith of joy. And I, I always think you can't ever compare yourself to other people. And also I've got, I've got friends that would, you know, think very highly of me where in certain situations I wouldn't think highly of myself. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a very personal thing. And I think that you can put that pressure on yourself and be like, I've failed. Whereas actually to other people, you're absolutely killing it. Yeah, it's so interesting because the times that I've gone oh my gosh, I've really failed. My friends are like, what are you talking about? Like literally, my friends are like, you're living the life and and it's really interesting because again, I think like you say, it comes back to your mindset. It also comes back to like your opinion of you. And I've kind of realized that the older I've got, it's like actually the only opinion that actually matters is mine. Mm, Yeah, yeah. I mean, not mine in every sense, but you know what I mean? Like my opinion of me is the only one that actually matters because I've been in a space where the rest of, um, you know, my friends and family or those around me have thought, God, you're doing amazing. And I've not felt like that. Yeah. And then I've realized that actually none of it means anything if I don't feel like that. Mm. So I guess the question is, is like if you are kind of feeling like you kind of feel that something, can you can you turn it around? And what's the kind of best way to do that, I guess? Mm, it's a really good point. Well, I mean, when you, I'll put it back on you, but when you were <laughs> in that situation, what yeah. what changed? Was it getting support from other people? Was it doing something that then made you feel less of a failure or what changed that mindset? Or was it just a time thing? I think it was a combination, you know. I think it was like uh, circumstances had changed. And I, but I also think as well, 
where I saw the biggest turning point is where I decided that actually I am in control of my life. Yeah. And as cliche as that sounds, I kind of, you know, I, I'm into all the kind of like, you know, self-help and stuff like that. And sometimes they just talk about all this stuff and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, or or I'm the opposite where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to change my life, you know, today, you know? And yeah. it's so dramatic. But I think when I actually realized that, the more I kind of actually just stepped into my life and out of other people's lives, social media has such a Oof. big part to play in that. Mm. But I think that when I actually decided, you know what, actually I am in charge and also situations that I, you know, felt trapped in. Mm. When I gave myself the permission to quit and I gave myself the permission to yeah. just step away. And ironically, a lot of those situations, I didn't want to quit when mm. I actually ha- gave myself the I guess the permission to do it but when you're feeling trapped I think sometimes you can think oh there's nothing else I can do mm. but I think trying to when once I started to do that and on a total practical level I think that was taking time for myself yeah I think it was actually you know being a little bit more selfish with my time and being like yeah. actually I don't want to do that so I'm not going to do it mm. I think those are kind of tips and like steps that I took that definitely brought me back to I guess like living my life for me yeah yeah I think and you mentioned the quitting thing there Mm. I feel like quitting is is winning I I don't think quitting is is necessarily ever a failure and I think when it comes to work and things like that knowing when to quit in itself is such a difficult thing but for me personally I think there's massive amount of growth that can come from leaving something behind and like you said when you feel trapped I've had you know I've spoken to friends that have been in jobs for such a long time and I, I know it's easy for me to say but get yourself out of there you know even if that means you you know you line something else up so you're, you're ready to go you know you're not going to lose out on any money or, or stress about something like that because yeah. I appreciate that's a, you know it's a massive thing people can't just get up and, and leave no. their jobs and I you know but um if you're feeling like that that there's there's a lot of growth that can come from quitting massively I think as well, you learn to trust yourself a little bit better. Mm. And I think someone uh, said something to me about, um, you know, you can do all this mindset work and things like that. But if you don't have evidence mm. that has allowed yourself to have confidence in you, then it won't work. And I think it's so true because if you think about it, like your friends and your family, like you trust them with certain things because you have evidence that they've been great in those situations. Yeah. So you almost have to like build like a bank of evidence. And I guess the only way to do that is to quit and to know that you, you can you can and figure it out yeah I mean you you miss all the shots that you don't take so we've got all the quotes today <laughs> I mean but it is true it's like I, I genuinely it's risk versus reward I I love taking risks I I you know and I, I know some people are very risk averse and I did get married to a stranger and I did do weird things but <laughs> I just feel like it works out in the end I just I mean maybe one day it won't and I'll eat my words but it, I think it's a self-confidence thing mm. and I'm not I'm not saying I've got all the self-confidence in the world I'm not saying that but you do start to trust your gut and and believe in your own decisions because other people believe in you yeah so it's so true yourself. welcome to the train happy podcast with me tally rye This is the podcast that helps you have a feel-good relationship with fitness, food, and body image. Each week, we'll be digging into an intuitive and inclusive approach to our health and well-being as we're joined by leading experts, friends of mine, and you to hear more about the journey of letting go of diet culture and feeling good in the skin you're in. 
It's a podcast for everyone, no matter what body you're in. You can find us wherever you found this podcast. Just search Train Happy wherever you get your podcasts and hit follow. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In terms of quitting though, like on a practical level, how do you know when is the right time to quit? Because that is the golden question, I think. Yeah, it's such a good question. I have a lot of people ask me about things like this and I I, I enjoy talking about it because I think it's such an important topic because there are so many people out there that don't know when to and they end up staying somewhere for years and, it, and, and it's an awful situation to be in. But I think practically it's, I know for me personally, when my mindset shifts and I'm just not enjoying it at all anymore any sort of passion has left the building you know I'm I'm I think it's that I mean we talk about like Sunday scaries and stuff but I've been in jobs that I've really loved and I haven't felt that and then there's been other times where I've literally gone to bed and I've been like oh my god I have to get up and go to that job that I absolutely hate or that manager that I really don't like working for so I think it's like identifying those early signs because they can really grow as well and I think sometimes then you're stuck somewhere and you've been hating it for six months. Yeah, and also as well, it's the fear, right? It's the fear of, I guess, quitting that sometimes keeps us as there, mm. or that kind of like, oh, I'll, I'll leave when I've got something else, or. Mm. But do you ever find something else when you're kind of still in your current situation? Because I almost <sighs> feel like it's not. Weirdly, I don't know if it's the right mindset. If it's, it, you know, if you've got to the point where you're like, I'm absolutely hating this. I don't know that y- you can open your mind enough to find the opportunities. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. It's very hard to look for another job while you're in a job because things like interviewing, you can't just take the time to do that. Yeah. Your mindset is very much, it's a difficult place to be because you're half in one thing and you're half in another. You like, you want to be one or the other. Um, practically though things like you can you know you can put yourself on LinkedIn like open to work and it'll hide it from your current employer so you can sort of do things that sort of you know put your finger in the air and kind of like dip into seeing what's out there and you can do you know if you if you feel that strongly about it you will 
put a bit of time into it and you will like spend an evening like brushing up on your CV or seeing what jobs are out there. But I think if, if you're that unhappy in it and it's a really bad place to be, even think about, because I would genuinely do this, like pick up a, a, a completely different job if you, if you need to kind of things to cover bills and stuff, even a bar job or, or just something that will make you happier in the interim and give you a bit of time to find that next kind of step, whatever it is. Yeah, to figure it out. I guess having a slight safety net is, I think mm. is the key, isn't it? Whether that's like, because also as well, you could quit relationships, right? And that mm. could be friendships, that could be romantic partners. Like, how do you know? Friendships are so hard to navigate. I feel like that's a whole episode that we definitely need to jump mm. into. But in terms of like, I guess, quitting a friendship, it's not always easy, is it? How do you kind of know when actually this person is maybe mm. not actually helping me grow? Yeah, see, that's such an interesting thing because I've mentioned before, I'm such an all-in person and I do it with friendships. If I meet like a new girl and I'm like, oh my God, she's amazing. And I'm like, oh, we're gonna be like best friends and we start hanging out. And then it might just, be that you don't get on with them or that, that they might not like spending time with you or whatever happens and it's quite it's it's, a, it's quite a sad thing to happen it's like any relationship breaking down like a friendship can be a really sad thing I, I remember I lost a, a really really close friend like that I met in Manchester and it was really sad it was like a relationship ending oh, it can yeah. be it can be really 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 hurtful but knowing when to actually do that Oh, it's so hard. I think it's, again, it's it's like, I think as I get older, I kind of can see it a bit more. When I was younger, I just would never even notice these things. But how someone makes you feel and whether they're making the time for you, like if you're making the time for them all the time and you're the one reaching out to them and you don't get anything back, then, you know, perhaps they're not a person that you want to have around. No, I think as well, like when it comes to quitting anything, so whether it's relationships, whether it's jobs, um, whatever it might be, I think when you get to a point where, the bad outweighs the good yeah I think that is when you quit Mm, because I think that actually and I guess the art form is quitting faster than that yeah so you don't waste your time that's so true that's the art form that I've not quite mastered yet I don't think sometimes Mm. I have I mean I was a I mean, I think I mes- mentioned this in the last episode, but I was like a cut and run for relationships. I was so good at quitting relationships, mm. like romantic relationships. If I knew it wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to go that far or if it came to high of a price, mm. you know, whether that be my time or my career or whatever it was, I was like, I'm out here. My friends yeah. used to call me the ice queen. <gasps> oh see so bad it's that's I think I'm similar in that way I think I know when to cut it with relationships but I think friendships I I kind Mm -hmm. of because it's you know you want to have great people in your life and sometimes when you meet people you think oh but actually well I I think don't they say that well as you get older your, your circle it gets smaller and smaller and it's good to have you know just a few key people in your life but I mean people people come and go yeah they do it's savage but it's true also as well I think so many of my friendships were like circumstantial oh my god I was going to say circumcised, but I meant <laughs> circumstantial <laughs> oh, that's a whole different thing a whole different topic <laughs> yeah but what I mean is it's like like sorry I can't say it now (laughs) circumstances there we go um can like bring you together right so Mm. if you've got something in common so perfect example school right you've got school friends because you're all at school together and you know you're in the same vicinity but then you get to a point where sometimes you're like we actually have nothing in common or we don't you know our mindsets have we've just grown grown apart like the branches of a tree Mm, yeah that's so true because I think 
you do it's like with relationships with friendships I think as you grow up you change and you you know you change as a person and you don't always align with that as sad as it is you know and I think it is you're right it's like the bad outweighing the good it's just so hard to know when that when that cusp happens it's so true and I think as well if you kind of looking back it's much easier to go oh that wasn't you know a failure and like Mm. actually that time was well spent looking back but when you're in it Mm. uh, it can be a bit tricky but I think my top tip for for quitting is you know listen to that gut and it's there for Mm. a reason and I actually think that there's been so many times I've ignored the gut for a very long time yeah um whether that be in you know a job relationships um but also as well the older you get sometimes it can be something really small that you could actually just in that like circumstance I can't say this (laughs) word now situation um that you can kind of like actually you know make it much better and actually you don't need to quit you know like sometimes it's having that confidence to be like actually you know this is great but actually could we do it like this instead Mm -hmm. and then you might find that actually in that situation you can actually just you know make it better you don't need to quit Mm. but I think deep down you always know I think you're right I think listening to your gut because you can go so far down the line with something and keep ignoring it and then ultimately yeah is that you quitting the podcast, Sophie? <laughs> yeah, this is it. Um, this is my letter of rig. I can't speak now. That was it. We're done. We're done. We're so done. Robin is quitting because I'm quitting while I'm ahead. Hopefully, I'm still ahead. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, that's helped in terms of like failure and quitting. And I think um, quitting fast and hard and quick get all the the nose out of the way mm-hmm. is what I would say has helped anyway in my journey for sure. Um, but yeah thank you so much for listening to of course Loose Lips I'm Robin Richford and Sophie Brown as well we are going to be back with an extra lippy episode aren't we we are yes and please subscribe rate follow follow our Instagram at the Loose Lips podcast email us on looselips at createproductions.com and as always we need your dilemmas uh, your questions whatever it may be please send them to us for extra lippy yeah for sure and this podcast is so much about you we really want to like bring you exactly what you want so please do let us know you can get us on our personal socials as well which is at robin richford and at sophie hl brown we'll be back on tuesday next week with another episode see you then bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 